Hello, lovely listeners. This is Lucy Dumas with The Profitable Photographer. And this episode is called From Survival to Thrival. (laughs) Because I know right now we're in the surviving mode, at least many of us around the world in this podcast listening audience, which has covered so far 48 countries. And I want to give you some tools for right now and some um, kind of action steps for how to approach our businesses now so that we thrive in the future. Does that sound good? (laughs) Sounds good to me. And I am going to do this perfectly imperfect. I need to sometimes claim that because I've tried to make this recording a few times and it's not an easy one and I don't want to make light of anything. At the same time, I want to pass on uh, tips and wisdom that I have gained from being on this planet a while and being in full-time business for 38 years and counting. So I know this is a scary time on so many levels. Survival and health for you and those you care about, financial fears in the short run and the long-term picture of how to continue to grow and thrive in our businesses is naturally up for just about everyone, including me, of course. So (laughs) this episode is not just for you. It is also for me because just because I have some things that are good suggestions doesn't mean that I remember them all the time. So this is going to be also my reference. There are two parts to this recording. One is going to be about a kind of an overall picture in your business of what to do and what not to do to find yourself in a much better position after things sort themselves out. And the other, I'm going to be sharing some personal experiences and how I learned to cope with four years of an unknown that had potential to be really, really no fun at all. And many parts of it were not. So I'm going to get started with part two. In 2010, I was at a conference with Ken Whitmire's Wall Portrait Conference, Ken Whitmire's Whit Portrait Conference, Um, and I got a call from my doctor while I was in a class telling me that the growth that she had seen inside my sinus was actually huge and that I had a very, very large tumor that filled my left sinus and between my eyes, and that when I got home, I needed to see a specialist, ASAP. And that was like Alice falling down a rabbit hole for me. And in the next four years, I had, I think, six surgeries, and uh, none of them were fun. (laughs) Got meningitis uh, during the last one and had great periods of time to be worrying, (laughs) to not know the future. And so I want to give you some tips on how I managed 
day by day to get through that and actually become a stronger person with more tools and the ability to handle anxiety. I've always had a little mild anxiety as a default. It might be a family thing. And uh, this was no exception. It was benign, but it was four months before I knew that fact. So the first four months I was worrying. And then there were several parts of this. Um, like this, this growth was a rare tumor. And so the doctors did not know how it acted. But what we learned was it was not going to stop growing. So I couldn't ignore it or I wouldn't be here right this minute. And the hardest part was sleeping for me and carrying that constant feeling of dread. So here's some of the tools that I created for myself or that others shared with me. Some of the things that I pulled from my 50 years of spiritual growth practices and books I read and everything I could think of to, um, to, to manage it. And I know people have gone through a lot, lot more. And um, the, oh, the last little piece is in 2014, then they had to, uh, it didn't come out in the easier way. They tried some surgeries that were not invasive and eventually I had to have brain surgery. And that was lots of fun, <laughs> not. And I'm so grateful now that I can see, I can think, I have um, my whole future has ahead of me continually. So, um, yeah. So the first thing was when I noticed that I was in emotional pain, I began to discover that I was either thinking about the future or the past. And the point of peace is in the present. And that is also our point of power. So what I learned to do when I noticed, oh my gosh, I'm like freaking myself out, is <sighs> I did that. I took some nice deep breaths. I began to feel my body. I began to think about, look around and, and think, okay, am I in pain right now? And 99.9% .9 of this journey, I was not. It, it was the it was the between the surgeries and the between the healers that I'm talking about. Um, so I would do things like rub my hands together and take nice deep breaths and just get really present to the fact that in this particular moment, all is well in my world. And I'm hoping that's also true for you right this minute. And of course, if it's not, then there are other tools for dealing with pain, for dealing with suffering and loss. And, um, and there is some kind of support that is available to us. I don't know how to describe it, but when we're in times of trauma, there are resources that come to us in the most amazing ways. It, it could be, we could call it, 
our, our higher self, we could call it coincidence, we could call it God or Buddha or angels or Jesus, you know, whatever works for you, whatever is comfortable for you to think about. So there is that opportunity to rest in the fact that we're not alone. And um, I think I got a little sidetracked, but anyway, getting in the present. Uh, the, the other one, which you think like, well, how could she do that? Is to project myself into the future. So I have a picture in my mind as I was facing, especially as the brain surgery date was coming. And during the whole recovery period, I pictured myself six months after surgery in Hawaii. That is my happy place. There is, um, there's a beach in Kihei and Maui area that is just like, to me, the best spot on earth. So I, instead of focusing on what might happen in between, I realized this will pass. And um, yeah, so I know that sounds a little contrary, but the putting ourselves in the now where it's, it's good and comfortable-ish, <laughs> and then in the future, uh, we're, we're kind of leaping past all the things that we might be concerned about right now. I took a lot of beauty breaks, and that's something I did a couple days ago. If you happen to go to my Facebook, the Lucy Dumas, you'll see pictures that I took on a walk around the neighborhood. I was walking by myself. I live alone, so it is natural for me to be by myself, although it is kind of crazy that I don't have those community <laughs> opportunities coming up here now. But anyway, taking beauty breaks, doing creative things, doing something um, fun, nurturing. Uh, yeah, anyway, you get it. The other thing that I found, and this was especially shortly before, like when I knew that the biggest surgery was a few months ahead, is I realized I was sort of suffering in advance and rehearsing what it might be like to um, be, you know, through this whole experience. And I've found myself doing that with, with this virus potential is imagining the worst that might happen and what it would feel like either to me or someone I love or my business. And by living in the now and kind of drinking up the, the yumminess that is right now, then if something happens in the future that is not as yummy, we haven't wasted the times when all was well. So that, that's a little hot tip for you. Another thing I did is I, and I'm going to do this again, I realize I, I need these tips for me right now, is I got three by five cards and I put inspirational and calming um, quotes all around the house, positive messages that we just 
slide into my brain when my eye would just fall. Oops, gives me a little hiccup. And it would, um, you know, on my mantle, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, things that, that give me inspiration, things that give me a sense of peace, uh, things that help me not scare myself or tell myself um, like waking nightmares. So also in that same vein, I keep books around where I sit at my desk in the bathroom that I can open up anywhere and either get a good daily inspiration or favorite books. Um, I'm sure you all have them. The Bible's always a good one. Uh, There's so many others that uh, can open up to just about any page and just what I need to hear in that moment will come through. So that's my suggestion too, is, is to put those around. Um, also to be every morning, especially reading something that grows us. And it could be like one of my favorite books right now is called creating, sorry, creating money. And, um, it, it, it takes on, um, kind of the inner journey of creating money for ourselves rather than the business books that give us action items. And I have both. So every morning I read something and especially, and I'm going to do this, I promise starting tomorrow is journaling. And the journal is not something that needs to be um, wise or poetic or anything just writing out whatever is up, especially in the morning. It's always good to start the day off, but sometimes, and especially at night, it could be great to do some journaling and gratitude lists to put us, I'm sure there's a a biological chemical mm, explanation that, I, I don't know if it's the endorphins, the oxy, what's it called? Oxytocin. That Those are natural chemicals. I'm sure there's something about all of these things that, that put some other chemicals in our body besides the stress ones. So um, now that I think of it, that's probably what I was doing in all of this. The, I created mantras for myself. And in business, one of my favorite ones is money comes to me easily and with love. And another, there's a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And from that, I, I created a mantra called, whatever happens, I'll handle it. And that has served me so, so well over the years. That it reminded me to trust myself. That if I think about all kinds of things that have happened in my life that have not been... Um, what I wanted to happen, I look back and I handled it and we'll handle this. I will handle whatever happens in my life and my family's life. I may not like it at all. I'm not enjoying the, you know, right now we're at the what's going to happen stage for most of us in our country around the world. There's a lot that has happened already, um, but we're, we're handling it. We're getting through it. 
and getting to the other side of it is certain. How it's going to look, that's uncertain. Another thing that, that I relied on was asking for support. And um, like for me, particularly when, and you know, this could come in play if there's something going on in your life or, or a loved one's life, is to ask for prayer. And people around the world have all kinds of ways to send love, to, to hold people in their hearts, to pray for them. And I've had miracle after miracle during my, my um, lovely tumor journey that I know were direct results of my saying, I'm going through a rough patch. I need, I need affirmation, support, prayer, and having hundreds of people on my Facebook holding me in with love, sending me love. And, and I know that's true for all of us. So getting support. Luckily, we have the internet and we didn't have that in the past. It's obvious if you're listening to this, you have internet. And so we're not alone. And that being said, doing what we can for others. Uh, if, it's, if it's we're in our home, but we can just make a call to people and tell them we're thinking of them or make a donation or you know, in the event that you are on the other side of this and you're able to go help somebody that that shifts our um i think what's so hard for me is i don't have a lot of ex i don't yeah have basically only the grocery store and whatever walks and exercise and creative things i can think of but i have a lot of time on my hands that i could be worrying and so coming up with things to uh, not do that anymore or, you know, to put little, <laughs> little spaces in it. So um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? The books, the thought stopping. Okay. So there is this official technique called thought stopping and there are books on it. So if you want to have more uh, tools, you can Google thought stopping techniques. For me, I learned again when I was actually, I learned this when I was in the middle of a very sad breakup and I won't go into details, but it, it took me, it was from out of the blue and I would notice that I was, I was thinking about all the good things and then feeling sad and pain, or I was thinking about, his life with the new woman in his life. And those, you know, that was not a comfortable um, picture. <laughs> so I created some alternate pictures that I could think of when I noticed that I was, you know, telling myself something that was painful to think about. And it almost was like I would picture a stop sign going up, boom, with the word stop. And then I would imagine butterflies or birds or walking on the beach or um, a, a, po a poem that I know by heart 
things like that. So um, yeah, those are helpful. One of the big, big biggies for me was in order to sleep, and I'm doing this still, I, I have trouble getting to sleep even now, no matter what, because I have a very busy brain. I don't know about you, but my mind likes to um, keep running when it's time for it to slow down. So I tell myself fairy tales or I will, I will tell myself a favorite book or movie, one that I know well, so I can go through step-by-step all the details. And like Cinderella, that one, it's too bad it didn't get written down because I wrote this lengthy uh, version of the Cinderella story that included her not being quite the victim. (laughs) And um, because I'd wake up and then I'd start worrying and then I would uh, think about, okay, where was Cinderella last? And kind of, kind of do like um like they do on TV in our last episode and then and then continue on with the story until I fell asleep another is that I have scriptures I don't know if you've picked up that my daddy was um, a Protestant minister and one of the dearest most um, I don't know heart-centered men I've known uh, Anyway, so naturally I have scriptures in my head. So the Lord is my shepherd, the, um, the Lord's prayer, other, other scriptures. I would think of those and, and also poems and other things that are inspirational to me. But I would think of them a verse at a time and then picture it in my mind. So um, let's, like The Road Less Traveled by Robert Frost. If you know that by heart, think of the first line and, and picture that you're in, a, in the woods and there's two roads diverging. And um, that is in the thought stopping, but it also, it's, it's kind of fun. And so anyway, so there's that. And of course, <laughs> I did what I could to eat healthy and, and get exercise and the kind of exercise that builds up endorphins. So took lots of walks. I, um, I have weights and things at home and pulleys. And so I need to do more of that again. Uh, I connected with positive people and um, shared, you know, we want to have a safe community where we can share inspiration and share when we're scared and um, people that make us more scared. I I was having a conversation with someone and we were having a kind of positive and then she started bringing in some Debbie Downer things and I listened for a little while. Then I said, Hey, let's, let's go back to what, makes us feel more peaceful. So that really helped me get through a day at a time with um, that four years of, you know, it was two, in two years of it was 
being in the doctor's offices a lot and recovering from surgeries. And there were many years where it was just like waiting for the other shoe to drop. So, um, and also listening to videos and podcasts and anything that can uplift you and get you a sense of peace. I did that a lot. So um, I hope that has been some helpful tips. And um, so I'm going to take a breath now. I'm going to pause just for a minute so that I'm uh, ready to shift gears about the business side of it. So here's my pause. I'm back. Did you miss me? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read something that I I'd um, posted it on a Facebook. Somebody said, is there anybody in this group that has been in business a long time that can help me have some perspective on what happens now? So I wrote this and realized it was um, something that others might want to hear. And um, so here we go. And I'll put on my cute little glasses, even though there's a big old thumbprint on them. <laughs> so I've been in business full time for 38 years. There have been about six recessions, including 9-11 and the 2008-2009 Great Recession. And I'll throw in here, this was not included, but and I've been through some medical situations that made it where I had great sections of time where I couldn't work. So that was a little aside. But um, so during those times of recession, what I saw is a lot of my colleagues cutting their marketing budget to save money and go out of business. I saw people with poor business practices keep doing them and go out of business. I saw people like deers and headlights making no changes at all, just sort of freezing and pulling back, shut their doors. I especially saw people lowering prices lose their businesses. What I did and what I saw my colleagues who are still around, what we did is we stepped everything up. I approached this like I was starting a brand new business. What would you do? And some of you are having brand new businesses. So it's actually, I wouldn't say easier for you, but if you haven't been making money in this business yet, then maybe there's just, you, you get a little more um, downtime because if you're not at your regular job, now you have time to work in your business more. Um, but I stepped everything up. I improved my marketing, my photography, my branding, my handouts, the gifts I gave, uh, pamphlets, brochures, all of that. My website got, um, you know, a big redo. I spent time improving my systems and getting more physically organized. I took lots of classes to keep, keep growing. Photography, Photoshop, um, business, inspirational, all of it. I kept a positive attitude and hung out with people who are also, their default is positive. 
And I pampered myself with little joys. I took the time to, um, now we can't go to museums, but we can go to virtual museums. We can study art. I hired support so that I could uh, be sure that the steps that I took were um, not random, but were going to be moving me in, in the direction I wanted. I, I kept, you know, the beauty and the, um, what would I say? Uh, yeah, I just kept filling myself with goodness in all kinds of ways. And then when things turned around and uh, money was flowing more and there was opportunity, it was easier to have clients, there was a lot less competition. So what's going to happen, I believe, is that there are a lot of people who are calling themselves photographers are going to be out of business and the amount of clients will be the same as it was before, maybe even more after a time that we're going to be going through because people uh, get connected to their families. And if you're a family photographer, wedding photographer, uh, people are going to want photographs uh, celebrating the love that they have in their lives. Um, and I had a much stronger business. My sales average was higher. I had more happy clients who were writing checks for way more than they had before. So in the short run, it is scary as heck. And I've got my own, you know, I, I'm financially uh, smart and I do have some things that I've counted on on a regular basis, such as my vacation rental income that are going to be um, depleting the savings. Okay, I'm not affirming that. <laughs> but there is, it, you know, I have the same worries. And yet I know I'm going to get through it. And I know you're going to get through it. And um, yeah, so fear not. And then get busy. Give yourself time to um, to adjust to this, but don't stay there. Keep going, keep moving forward, keep learning, keep growing. Um, do things for others. When it is safe, get out and photograph people who could never be uh, photographed at the prices that we that we need to charge most of us in order to have this a full-time thriving business. But there are people who, um, like I photographed a family who has two at-risk medical at-risk kids and I, they didn't, you know, it was volunteer and I provided wall portraits for them and smaller ones because, you know, that's what I value. You've maybe learned that if you listen to me at all. Um, and, and when you share in that way, it keeps your creativity going, it keeps you moving. And there's something, there's a force that is grateful when we serve. Uh, but the big thing is discounting is scary and dangerous, in my opinion, because we can't 
keep undercutting ourselves and doing something that might be a bonus. Let's say somebody, if, if you book a session for four months from now and go ahead and pay that session fee and the minimum bonusing an extra hundred dollars towards their order or a, um, something I call trinkets like, um, a necklace or a little acrylic block, stand-up block or something of value just to encourage, sorry, just to encourage people to go ahead and start making plans in the future. With my tumor, uh, the good old days, what I did is when I knew a surgery was coming up, I got busy both working, getting sessions in, getting the sales done, and also booking for afterwards. So with, with a couple of them, I booked a month out. With the brain surgery, I gave it a couple of months. And I was able to use the time, which we probably have that time to do the editing. So just like when you're going on vacation and so you get all kinds of things done, we can use this same kind of time to, to get all kinds of things done that are going to put us in such a better position uh, when things turn around. And I'm in no way making light of anything that's going to happen to anyone listening, anyone you love, uh, countries, all of it. Um, and yet we need to keep ourselves strong and clear and hopeful and loving and giving. Um, and also just to, to wrap it up, I think what will happen in the long run is people are never going to be the same. And I think for most people, we will be better for this experience. I know with, with my medical issues, I, I feel so blessed. I'm grateful for it. It's not something I would ask for, but um, I, everything I go through, my intention is always to mine the gold and have things turn out on my behalf. There are so many quotes, there's so many scriptures, there's so many poems, there's so many books about how through adversity, uh, things work on our behalf. And so uh, developing that sense of trust. Um, if I could list all the miracles that happened during uh, those years, it would be a whole other show and not necessarily ideal for a show called The Profitable Photographer. But um, anywho, so if you need to talk, I am here for you. I want you to know to know that. You can go to lucydumascoaching.com, send me an email. I am here for you. And, um, you know, I'd love to have the opportunity to support you in an official way. And I want you to keep your eye out. In about a month, I think, seems like good timing. I'm going to do a five-day challenge that'll be really fun. And um, I do have you know, when you're ready, I have my new course on, uh, it's the Profitable Photographer Sales Academy. 
Um, so lots of good things. I'm not figuring, oh, that's it. No, nobody needs coaching. Uh, everybody's shutting down. Nope, we are not shutting down. We are opening wider. So um, that is all I have to share for now. And um, just thank you for listening. There's been over 16,000 downloads. So I know some people are getting some value from this. I hope you share with others. A review would be so, so appreciated. And um, just, just love you all so, so much. Even if I don't know your names, I'm sending you my heart. And that's it for now. Bye.